We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. As my kids would say, OMG. There were Wednesday night in Kansas City, some marvelings at Bradley and Bogart's endeavors and the Sox building a nice big lead. Then it's kind of slowly dawned on us up in the broadcast booth, hey, you know, uh, Chris Sale is pitching a hell of a game. And at the end of it, his first complete game shutout in his Red Sox career. Yeah, that's right. No walks, 12 strikeouts, three scratch singles allowed, his second immaculate inning in four weeks, and finally, his second win of the year. Red Sox 8, the Royals seemingly less than nothing, but always as low as you can go in this game. We break down greatness repackage, the Chris Sale experience right now on Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. Oh, it's your Daily Sox Podcast. And here's your How good is good? We endeavored to find that out on Wednesday night. Chris Sale was so good. 102 pitches all he needed, and most of them strikes, 73 of them. He allows three singles. He faces two over the minimum. He strikes out a dozen. He walks none. And now he's two and seven? That seems like a typo. His ERA is down to 384, though. And the Red Sox are up to 32 and 29. They gained another game on the Yankees. They're now six and a half games out. Josh Lewin with you. I'm going to go pretty quick for you here because it's a quick turnaround. The Thursday game is a day game. I know a lot of you are going to be listening to that, so uh, I'm going to try to get through this just to give you all you need to know. Uh, Chris Sale obviously was the guy. As uh, We're able to celebrate the fact that he is back to form, and I know it's only against Kansas City. In the last four games he's pitched in this ballpark, three walks against 45 strikeouts. That is serviceable. And all of a sudden, here are the Red Sox. They've scored 14 of the last 15 runs in this series. They're looking dynamite. And this is a good time to hit your stride because you got the Tampa Bay Rays coming up. It's actually been three straight games now of exactly eight runs scored. They go 8-8-8. And before we get to sale, let's tell you what the Red Sox did offensively. They got two in the first, four in the fifth, two in the seventh. Jackie Bradley Jr. had a bases-loaded double. Almost hit it out, and that would have won somebody 99999 on the Cumberland Farms contest. Uh, the guy settled for a year's supply of coffee. I guess that's pretty good, too, as long as you like coffee. You had a, a Brock Holt Baltimore chop single in that inning to kind of keep it hot. Brock has been hot. Uh, he's been on base a total of six times in uh, two games in the Kansas City series. He ended up with a three-hit night. You had a three-hit game for Benintendi as well. Devers just continues to astound. He had a three RBI game, another home run, first pitch of the seventh inning, matter of fact, RBI double. So that's actually three of the last four games now. Rafi's had a double and a homer in the the exact same game. Sandy Leon picked off a man and also had a sack fly and a double. And and quietly, Sandy Leon is starting to look like more than just the caddy 
for Chris Sale. If that's all he was, he'd still be very valuable. But uh, Sandy has pushed his batting average from 180 to 220 in basically a week. Michael Chavis is struggling. Uh, sliders got him out, actually, on Wednesday as opposed to fastballs. But this is now a 3-for-20 road trip, and it just doesn't look great for a guy we still love quite a bit. But playing first base, he's, he's serviceable there. Red Sox first baseman, believe it or not, have 21 home runs this year. It, yeah, Chavis has uh, seven of his while playing over there. Moreland's got 13. Steve Pierce has got one. So that's a 58-home run pace for your first baseman, which is certainly not bad. Uh, the Red Sox, uh, very quietly now, they've won 21 of 33, and they're banging out home runs. Uh, you, you probably know that, but this one was about sale. Well, let's spend some good quality time talking about exactly how good he was. He had an immaculate inning again, and we haven't seen that one in a while. Uh, yeah, four weeks since we've seen that one. Chris, in the eighth inning of this one, and, and he knew it. I'm sure he was dead on it because he threw 90 eight miles an hour on the last one of Martin Maldonado to finish it off. Two immaculate innings in one career is unusual, let alone two in four weeks. The list that we could find of guys with immaculate innings, which if you don't know, that's nine pitches, three strikeouts. That's the best you can do. Max Scherzer's done it twice, Randy Johnson twice, Roger Clemens twice, and uh, Lefty Grove twice. The only guy to do it three times so far is Sandy Koufax, but maybe Sale will, will join him on that list. 71st 10-strikeout game of his career, and uh, the complete game, he's, he's had one of those before, but that was a complete game loss. That was the one in Philly, you might remember, a couple of years ago when he and Nick Pavetta dueled, and he gave up a, a Ty Kelly pinch-hit RBI single to Sale in the bottom of the eighth, and that, there was no bottom of the ninth. So that went as his only other Red Sox complete game until this one. So uh, Sale and getting a 2-7, and seven, both of the wins, obviously he's been quite dominant. This one, no walks, 12 strikeouts. You want to hear from Chris Sale? We talked to him after the game. He was our special guest. Well, Chris, congratulations. That was a thing of beauty to watch. And everything fell into place. I mean, you were near perfect. The defense was great and eight runs. Yeah, um, yeah I just got done saying that. There's, uh, there are a few innings where, you know, Devers was, was unbelievable, saving a, you know, leadoff double. Uh, Bogey making some great plays, or, you know, outfielders running stuff down. Uh, even Sandy with a pick, you know, I had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of some, some free outs and outs I didn't think we would get, and, you know, that's that's what it takes to finish a game. The immaculate inning everybody's buzzing about, Chris. Do you know about that as you're doing it? I mean, when it gets to, like, you know, seven of the nine pitchers you need, do you know I'm two away? Yeah, um, even, even before that, you, <laughs> get, you get the first guy, you throw the next strike, and it's like, all right, and... Uh, you know, in general, I try to throw a lot of strikes and, and you know, just to try to attack hitters, and it ended up working out. You probably don't know this, but you joined Lefty Grove, Sandy Koufax, Nolan Ryan, Randy Johnson, and Max Scherzer was the only pitcher of recorded two more immaculate innings, and Koufax the only one with three. That's com- great company. <laughs> yeah, all those guys are way better than me, so. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Nobody was better than you tonight. You really had a great slider and everything going, didn't you? Yeah, I felt, I felt good. I, I said before, you know, I felt like I had a good rhythm with Sandy. Um, you know, he was, he's, been, he's been unbelievable for us back there, uh, you know, since the day I got here. Um, you know, just like I said before, you, you, I got I to lead before I even throw my first competitive pitch. So, um, you know, the guys, guys stepped up big for me tonight. And, uh, you know, ACLs, I was thankfully he let me go finish it. Last one for you, Chris. I know everybody else wants to talk to you, too. But does it feel now like you guys are ready to, to really roll? I mean, you, you lost a couple in New York and 
people are getting squeamish again, but you guys have looked so good now, three straight. Yeah, I mean, we know who we are. We, we know what we have. Um, you know, we'll, we'll leave the panicking for everybody outside the clubhouse. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it, obviously it hasn't gone how, how we want it to, but look, I've said it a million times. We know who we have in that clubhouse. We know we know the guys. We know the character. Uh, and we have a lot of fight. You know, we're, we'll never give up. doesn't matter what game of the year it is, who we're facing. Um, this series, that series, it doesn't matter. we we got a lot of guys that uh, that will grind it out, and, and I know we can do what we need to do. Chris, congratulations. We really enjoyed watching this one. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. All right. Chris Sale with a gem. There is Chris Sale on a night where the bullpen never stirred, never got up. And speaking of bullpens, if you were holding out hope that Craig Kimbrell would be coming to Boston, uh, no. Unless the Cubs and Red Sox are in the World Series, you won't see him. Kimbrell's now a Cub. Other news that was not in Kansas City. Uh, the Yankees gave it up big time at the end of their game in Toronto. So, yes, the Red Sox gained another game. They're back to within six and a half. Remember when over the weekend we were all convinced they were going to be ten and a half out and the season was going to be over? And now they're right back to, to six and a half. A couple other things for you. Uh, Alex Cora meeting the media after the game. And uh, it's always nice to hear happy Alex. So let's get right No, that was, that was fun to watch, uh, obviously, after... What he's been through, you know, the first month, and obviously, you know, getting to where he's at right now. Uh, uh, the weather was good. It's, it's, it's hot. It's humid. You know, obviously, he felt good. Um, he made some great pitches. After seven, I talked to him. I said, "Hey, um, probably one more." He's like, "I'm rolling. I feel good." I said, "Well, let's see how he goes in the eighth." And he did that. I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to stay away from this one before he chokes me." So uh, he finishes the game, and he put us in a great spot for tomorrow. Was there any hesitation to not use him in the ninth? <laughs> no, after, no, not after that. Um, you know, it's just one of those that we have to be smart with him, obviously. But I think uh, knowing uh, what we're going to try to accomplish tomorrow, you know, using uh, Weber and, and resting the bullpen, it, we're in a great spot now. That's good. How about the offense tonight? Pretty good. Um, Brock. Puts the ball in play with man scoring position, got us going. Uh, Jackie, he goes the other way with bases loaded. We we know what that means when he starts hitting the ball the other way. Um, Rafi, he hustles on, on the ground ball, you know, possible double play. He gets to first. Uh, great job by Mookie um, reading the play. He scores. Uh, we did a lot of good things offensively. Um, we do feel that we can still be better, but, um, you know, we... We, we did a good job. How pleased have you been with Raphael's defense? Oh, my God. It's fun to watch. Uh, I keep saying that uh, Carlos and Ramon, has uh, they have created a monster at third base right now. You know, you see the confidence, moving the feet, um, the accuracy. Um, he's in a great spot. Uh, it's been a month, uh, with you know, since he hasn't made an error, you know, and whatever. I don't believe in curses. So um, he's in a good spot. Uh, great reads, working hard, and... Uh, for all the talk about the offense, you guys know I'm, I'm prouder of the defense because it's very important for us for, uh, for him to play defense, and uh, he's been amazing. Chris has obviously had a lot of really dominant starts. Where does that one rank for you since you've been here? Uh, I don't know. The 17 strikeouts was pretty cool. Uh, but uh, knowing what we, uh, we're going to try to do tomorrow and, and where he's been uh, during the season, it's good to, for him to go out there and then perform that way, 101 pitches. Um, doing what he did, dominated strikes on the the slider was good, the change was good. I think fastball command was the lead. So, yeah, it, it was uh, one of his best. Alex, any uh, reaction to Craig signing with the Cubs? Uh, good for him. 
good for him, happy for him. You know, finally he can go out there and do what he does. Uh, I just text him, you know, and uh, it's a great organization. Um, they're in a good spot, so um, I'm very happy that he, he was able to finish the deal and, and go play baseball. Does it seem unfortunate to you that, you know, he's had to wait almost 40% of the season? To... Um, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know how the negotiations went. You know, there's uh, there's two sides, you know, the teams and, and obviously the agency. So I don't know how it worked, but uh, I'm just glad that he's going to be able to play baseball this season. A couple other items as we look ahead now, thanks to the manager. It's going to be Ryan Weber and Danny Duffy. Duffy's a left-hander for the afternoon game on Thursday. Everybody for the Royals is about 6'3", 210. That's just their whole pitching staff, and Duffy is no exception. He's a, a fastball slider change-up guy, nothing super spectacular. But in 50 years of Royals baseball, he's the only one of their pitchers that's ever struck out 16 in a game, which is pretty amazing. You talk about the Grankies and Gubazas, Saberhagens, the Apiers, the Cones, the Busbys. Only Danny Duffy has a 16-strikeout game as a Kansas City Royal. When his slider and change are on point, he can be really good. So uh, maybe he'll be a guy that at least slows down the Red Sox machine, but I kind of doubt it. The Red Sox are rolling right now. Kansas City is low-hanging fruit. Uh, Those guys have now lost eight out of nine. They are eight for their last 44 with runners in scoring position. And in terms of getting a runner in scoring position, uh, that's something they did not do in the game on Wednesday night. That, of course, thanks to Chris Sale. So uh, let me leave you here with a couple of Joe Castiglione-themed items First of all, before we get to the, to the truly fun stuff, uh, Joe took me on a little field trip on Wednesday. I had been to the Negro League Museum before, but uh, never had the personal tour from Bob Kendrick, who's just amazing. If you ever have a chance, uh, 18th and Vine in Kansas City, it, the, the Negro League's museum is really well done. And uh, Joe really wanted to make sure that some good information got out there. And uh, it's the least I can do, because I I do love me some Joe Castiglione. I've got more on Joe coming up. But first, here's the interview we did, just about three minutes of it, with Bob Kendrick from earlier in the day on Wednesday. Well, Bob, congratulations. A big award for the Negro League Museum coming up. Yes, yes, yes. I'm headed to New York on June the 11th to accept the Nonprofit of the Year Award from the American Business Awards Association. Uh, It's the Stevie Award, and we couldn't be more proud that our organization from a litany of great not-for-profit organizations our size uh, we were the gold award winner, and so it's with great pride that I will accept that award on June 11th in New York. I got one for you. I counted, well, not individually, but I'm guessing four, five, 6,000 artifacts in here. Do you have a favorite one or two? <laughs> you know, it's really, it comes down to a very nondescript picture of the legendary Henry Aaron, who was my all-time favorite baseball player. But I also think it's that one moment in the museum where our visitors kind of go, aha. You know, because you know everything that Henry Aaron accomplished in the major leagues, but not very many of them knew that his career began in the Negro Leagues. And so in many ways, he validates the other players. Now, those stories that I've been telling before then, people, you know, they're all very nice and say, well, you know, they were good, but I don't know if they were that good. And then you learn that Henry Aaron and Willie Mays and Ernie Banks and Roy Campanella all come out of the Negro Leagues. And then they're even more blown away when I say, well, they were good young players in the Negro Leagues who became great stars in the major leagues. But if you talk to the players in the Negro Leagues, there were hundreds of others who were better than they were. And it's just scary to think that there was a player better than Henry Aaron and Willie Mays, you know, who are the two greatest living major leaguers today and both come out 
of the Negro Leagues. And uh, they had war heroes, too. Tomorrow's the 75th anniversary of D-Day, and yes. uh, some Hall of Famers were there from the Negro Leagues. Yes, absolutely. The great Leon Day, who on this field that we're standing, he's out in right field, although he's in the Hall of Fame as a pitcher. But the late, great Buck O'Neill swore to the day he died that Leon Day was a better center fielder than he was pitcher, and he's in the National Baseball Hall of Fame as a pitcher, and the great Willett Brown, also Hall of Famer, who was a legendary outfielder for the Kansas City Monarchs, played in uh, many Spanish-speaking countries in Puerto Rico, where he is enshrined in the Puerto, Rico, Puerto Rican Baseball Hall of Fame. His nickname was S.A. Hombre. That man, that man. Yeah, no, Willard was outstanding. Both were part of the troops that invaded Normandy uh, 75 years ago tomorrow. And so it's important for us to have an opportunity to commemorate not only that historic occasion, but the role that the Negro Leagues played in that historic occasion. I do appreciate Bob Kendrick very much, guy that loves his job. Joe Castiglione, another guy who loves his job. And, and we've been joking with Joe about uh, threatening to create these bingo cards where we can all play along, where every time there's a, a Joe Castigism, you just mark it off. You, you X off one of the squares. Uh, I think there's 25 squares total on a bingo card. I want to call this thing Bing Joe in Joe's honor. And I floated it out on Twitter asking to, to kind of outsource his project. I'd, I'd come up with a few, you know, some Castiglionisms. Uh, some of them are obvious. I mean, center square to me is, is can you believe it? because that's his signature call. But whatever's $3.99 at Shaw's, that's got to be on there. Full House, Squander, Wow. Anytime he references Morgan Magic, uh, a Rich Hill story, whenever someone just died, uh, you know, th these are all squares to me. So here's some other ideas as I put these cards together. Anytime Joe says Little Looper, Crooked Number, uh, anytime we get which college the guy went to, Anytime we hear that Matt Barnes went to UConn, in fact, anytime we hear about Connecticut in general, uh, anytime somebody's referred to as a wonderful gentleman, anytime he stumps for Clemens to be in the Hall of Fame, anytime that there's a mention of Italian food, anytime he calls the Astros the Houstons, anytime he mentions fantasy camp, anytime there's a story about John Sterling or Susan Waldman in the Yankees booth, and finally, anytime he mentions Colgate. I think that's enough for the bingo card. I'm going to try to get these printed up and, and posted on Twitter so we can all play along on the, uh, the Thursday afternoon game, which, again, is looking like Weber against Duffy and a chance for a three-game sweep. And, and if it happens, the Red Sox would get to 33-29. and 29. You'd feel a lot better about heading into that big weekend series with Tampa Bay. It's four games in three days. And then you've got the kind of surprising Texas Rangers in a Fenway for four after that. That suddenly shapes up as a big kind of early to mid-June series. So the Red Sox, remember, they had the, the miserable start, and then they turned it around with an 11-2, and two, but then they were 7-10. and 10. Well, now they've won three straight. And Alex Cora was saying before the game, actually was saying to, to the guys on OMF, uh, on WEEI, that a, a real win streak, it's got to be a 9 or even a 10. Or at the very least, you take like 17 out of 20. Maybe this is where that kind of starts kicking up dust. We'll look back on the win they had in New York, the Clint Frazier game on Sunday night. And then they just come and wipe out the Royals, as they should do. The Royals are simply not good. But Chris Sale, better than good. Chris Sale is now a guy who is not 1-7, but 2-7. 12 strikeouts, no walks, absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much, everybody, especially those of you who contributed to the Bing Joe Project. Thanks to Bob Kendrick at the Negro Leagues Museum 
And again, the game is an early one on Thursday, so do listen in on WEEI. Josh Lewin for Sox Daily. Good night and good morning. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.